What is going on, you human animals? Thanks for the click. This is the Intelligently Resigned Show. I am your host, Adrian, podcasting to you from the nether regions of the Intertron. More specifically, the heart of the San Fernando Valley. And by the heart, of course, I mean the West San Fernando Valley. That's where they keep the heart, right next to the porn. It's also the porn capital of the world. And uh, I'm loving being home. This is where all my peeps are at. And I love me some West Valley. Big ups. Uh, Aside from the part where I got the fuck out and never looked back. But except for that, I try to visit as often as possible. So I'm stoked now to be here with one of my favorite people. Your future favorite person, my dear cousin Ozzy. Thanks so much, Ozzy, for joining me on the show, man. How you doing today, buddy? Yeah, I'm doing well, man. Real good. Good stuff. So Ozzy, yes, he has been talked about previously on the podcast uh, with the episode, uh, The Widow, Julie, uh, where we talk about how he dated uh, Julie in high school. And she tells the story about when she bought Ozzy two tickets to the uh, Bob Marley Festival for Valentine's Day. And, you know, Ozzy took uh, his chick that he was banging on the side, (laughs) which is a great story. Uh, If you haven't checked out the episode, wherever you found this episode, uh, look up the widow Julie, and uh, it's it's you'll get to hear that great story that I just ruined. But yeah, um, regarding that, Ozzy, that was a great weekend, huh? That was super <laughs> fun. I was with you the whole time. That was <laughs> that was super fun. Um, so you heard you heard the story, and then did she have any inaccuracies or anything like that? Uh, just the way they said that they met up or they found out, they were sitting at a parking lot of Seven Eleven waiting for me, and I happened to be driving by with my buddy Hamid, and I had my buddy leave me there, and then Ilana. <laughs> The other girl was like, uh, I hope you don't think this is going to turn into a threesome or something. <laughs> and then we ended up going to a Denny's and talking. And they each gave me a week to be with them to find out who I loved more and who I wanted to be with. That's part of what they left out. Or she left out. Right, because she said that they didn't work together to try to trap you. Yeah, but... no, they full-on they full trapped me. They full on trapped. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Well, I'm glad you got to clear up the yeah, record, you know. Yeah. You hear that, Julie? Uh <laughs> So, Ozzy, we are going to cover some ground here. We're going to reminisce a little bit and get to know you a little bit more. But also, uh, this one might be a bit of a downer, which is what you were worried about. Because one of the main reasons that I'm having my cousin on, you know, not just because I'm desperate for guests. And, uh, you know, I promise I'm not going to have all of my relatives on. Uh, but one of your things that, that is going on with you, Ozzy, is that you have been diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Is that right? Correct. 13 years ago. Is MS a disease or a syndrome or what is it? It's an autoimmune disease. Uh huh. So you're diseased. I just yeah. want to. Yeah. Okay. I just, just for the record. I'm diseased. Okay. Yes, I'm diseased. And so I kind of want to hear from you like a little bit of what that's been like for you, a little bit of the day in the life and what your like condition is, and then also kind of like your hope for the future. Hopefully, there'll be something uh, hopeful and positive uh, from this episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> But for starters, like, is multiple sclerosis, like, better or worse than singular sclerosis? What's up? Hey, yo, you see what I did? Get it? Get it? That's my one joke about multiple sclerosis. By the way, I got to get full a yay or nay on this interview, too. Absolutely. I'm, I'll delete this whole part, bro. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, but first, let's go through a little bit of your, uh, of your fight card. Uh, tell us, like, how old you are. I think that's it for now. How old are you? I'm 34 years old. Uh, Your marital status? I'm, I'm married, have two beautiful white children, look nothing like me. I, I look kind of black, and my kids look completely white. Yeah, you have two gorgeous daughters, and you're going to be in big fucking trouble, and I really feel sorry for you. It makes me so happy that I have two sons. Yeah, that makes me want to be uh, undisabled myself real quick. <laughs> 
We got married in the same year. Yeah. We're yeah. the same age. Correct. We grew up together. Yes. We're each other's favorite person, right? I would say we were jacking off at the same time. You're in my top three. <laughs> yeah, you're in my top three. Yeah. Yeah. And then you copied me in one other thing uh, in my life, and you graduated from CSUN too, right? Cal State Northridge. You're a fucking educated Mexican-American. Yeah, that's right, man. Somos pocos, pero somos locos, bro. <laughs> Whatever that, that means. That's as Mexican as I get. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't take Chicano studies? Yeah, no, I didn't do that. No, no. Yeah, and I kind of want to clear it up just for the listeners, just so you know. We're going to talk in a way... I am going to potentially sound like a total fucking asshole in this, I think. I am afraid of that. I don't know. But, like, I just want you to know that, like, Ozzy and I talk to each other in a different way. You know, it's in a, it's in a close way because we've known each other our whole lives. You know, and we don't pull any punches with each other, you know. but Yes. <laughs> you, you confirm I, that? I, I confirm. And then, Ozzy, what is your nickname for me that you came up with as we were growing up? When I was a kid, I, I came up with AIDS like that. <laughs> <laughs> Like the autoimmune disease, because I thought it was funny, because Adrian's name started with an A, and me being the funny eight-year-old, I figured AIDS would be funny to call him. Yeah, and it caught on, unfortunately, for a lot of my family members. It's not a great nickname. I don't like it, and it's, I, you called me AIDS forever. And this is after AIDS was done being just like a dietary supplement. <laughs> it was when it was full-blown AIDS yeah, time, yeah. you know? And it was associated with gay men, you no, know? That's why I thought it was funny. I was eight when I, when I gave you that name. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, so we'll be at a, we would be at a party then when we're like in our 20s and partying, you know, hanging out at people's houses and stuff. And then from across the room, you'd holler, AIDS, AIDS. <laughs> and then I would look. And so, I, like, I always thought it was a little weird, you know, but... And then, Ozzy, I asked you to think of, like, a funny story from our childhood, you know, just a quick one, just so we could reminisce a little bit. So what did you come up with? I came up with a story. Well, we were, like, 13 or 14. It was right around the time we were both jerking off, and at least we both admitted to it. You can say masturbate, masturbate Ozzy. This I'm is, sorry, I mean, come on. I know this is the internet, but Jesus Christ. And uh, Your daughters are in the room. And I think just we, were, we, were, we were, I know we were on your mom's bed at your mom's house. And then we were saying how fast we, each of us could jack off. And then I said I had to go in the shower and Adrian was going to jack off there. So I ran Right, because you started masturbating in, in the, the shower. shower. And that yeah. was the only way I could masturbate. Which is so dumb because, yeah. like, if anything, you want to teach, like, if you ever have a son, you know. Quickness. You want, and also, like, what if you're not in the shower? Yeah. What if you don't have a shower? What if you're camping, you yeah. know? Like, even the whole lube thing is a luxury that you don't want your child to have to rely on. Well, you know? it all happened to work out for me because I started playing drums when I started jacking off. And so I would jack off a lot and I would take a lot of showers because I was playing drums and that was my story that I was sweating so much I'd have to take showers. Anyways, we had said, okay, let's see who could jack off faster. And I went into the bathroom and then you stayed there in your mom's room and I finished and by the time I came out, you were already mowing the lawn. <laughs> you were outside the front yard and mowing the lawn. And I'm quick. Yeah. I think your mom was up too. It was oh, and she didn't interrupt yeah, me or anything. Yeah, yeah. I was done, <laughs> cleaned up, and ready to go. Yeah, you got to yeah. be. That's another thing you got to teach a son. You yeah, know, yeah. be efficient and quick. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's a good one. And you, uh, you did get to lose your virginity before me too. Yeah, I did. But it was, it was, it was this. It was at 13, and it wasn't like I was. I've been banging multiple girls since I was 13. It was I banged. Same girl from 13 till about uh, 17, I think. So it was only one girl from 13 to 14. And mm. then, or, thir I'm sorry, 13 to 17. Yeah, but and that's still 17 not. And then was, 17 was on. It's not a that. bad run, though, for a 13, 14-year-old to get that, be having regular sex. I yeah. was pretty jealous of you for uh, that. Yeah. yeah, no, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> you tried to bang her, too. <laughs> 
I just made out with her. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and then also, Ozzy, you're a tall, uh, slim, slender guy. I mean, you're you're probably the fattest and the oldest that you've ever been, but yeah. you're not fat, like, yeah. and you're tall. Yeah. But also, uh, you look black. Like, yeah. uh, people always thought you were black because you got curly hair and you're yeah. tall. So what was that like growing up? It was a little awkward at first when I was a kid because I always wanted to be extra Mexican. And then as, as I got older, I didn't care anymore. And fuck You got to work it to your advantage. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One story, Oz, that I thought was uh, one time when you were expelled from El Camino for selling weed to a narc, to an undercover cop, right? What grade were you in when that happened? I was in ninth grade. I got charged with three felonies. I only took, I only pleaded to two. Jesus uh, Christ. What was the quantity that you had? Like, I think it was like two, uh, a nickel sack and a dime sack or something stupid like that. Yeah, we were smoking weed when there was nickel bags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wasn't the charge selling, so it was uh, distribution or whatever? Yeah, I forgot the exact charge, but it was it was for uh, for the sales of narcotics. Yeah, and then I think about that now, like, when I think of what a fucking failure the war on drugs has been in America since Nixon started it for the last several decades, and then when we think of kids doing drugs in high school and that that's that's all essentially part of this war on drugs but when you think of like oh we want to make sure to keep drug dealers out of school what that means in practice is some fucking 30 year old dressing up like a you know fucking 21 jump street kid and going into to schools and asking kids to if they can hook them up with drugs so it's not like they're just getting the dealer but one way to round up as many kids as possible was for this narc to go around and like ask a bunch of different kids like, hey, can you hook me up? Do you know somebody who can get me a dime bag? Yeah. You know, and then they would be like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I could get you a dime bag, you know, and like and then that way they rounded up as many people as possible. Right. There were, there were 19 of us arrested on that day and it was two months or three months after it started. And the dude knew the dude that brought him to me asked me, can you hook? Uh, I forgot his name. Can you hook him up? And I gave him a nug or something. I had to go get some weed from some other dude without him seeing. And then I'd bring back the weed to him uh-huh. and charge him an extra five bucks for the weed. So yeah. I made money, uh-huh. uh, whatever, five well, yeah. bucks more than whatever the weed was going for. But yeah. And this and this same fucking guy rounded up 19, 19 fucking kids? 19, 18 kids from El Camino. One kid had transferred over to Taft and they picked him up too. Yeah, that shit is fucking bullshit, man. And then so that's when it was discovered that you were that you were like involved with weed. And that was a huge deal to our parents. Like our parents did not want us smoking weed. And it was a it, we made sure to hide it, use a lot of visine. And that yeah. fucked your shit up, right? Forever for a long time. And I was on probation for like two years or something. I was on probation forever, I felt. And then you had to go to a school filled with other with other troublemakers. I got kicked. I got kicked out of the LA Unified School District. I had to go to a boys' home to go to school because my grades were C or better, C B average. They didn't make me go to camp or go to to live at the boys' home. And so you didn't I, serve time. No, I didn't. I didn't end up serving any time. Thank God. But what a fucking shit system, yeah? Like, I hope people are infuriated, you know, by what this policy is in practice, you know? It's like fucking with high school kids that know a drug dealer, you know? Yeah, yeah, it was a complete waste of taxpayer money. But then where did you end up graduating from high school? I left the boys' home after 10th grade year, and then I went to Chatsworth for a week, and I went to Taft for the rest of my 11th grade year, <laughs> and then I went to Faith Baptist for my 12th grade year and graduated from Faith Baptist. Oh, that's right. You grad, you went there for your yeah, senior year. Yeah. yeah. What, did you tell them that you uh, begged Jesus for forgiveness yeah. for your sins, you're saved, and then you get to graduate with yeah. them? My parents could pay the bill. Exactly. Yeah, don't get me started on fucking Faith Baptist, okay? Yeah, just horrible for many other reasons, but... 
But that actually works well. This is a, a private Baptist school that our parents sent us to, and we're raised Catholic, Mexican Catholic. But our parents didn't mind that the religion was slightly different. They just were happy that we were being taught about God and in a super strict private school and stuff, you know. But that kind of takes me to religion because that's one thing I wanted to talk to you about because you still uh, you still call yourself Catholic, right? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm Exactly. Yeah, that was perfect. Loosely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're culturally Catholic. Culturally, yeah, I would say that's a good word, yes. How I, often I still, are you going to church? I don't go to church that often at all. And the last time I went to church was probably six months ago. But I still believe in saints, and I still think that there is a God. And, I, and I'm and i not getting into this argument with what? you. It's, I'm really not. Let's hammer <laughs> it out, bro, once and for all. But I still you ready to be believe, an atheist, motherfucker? I still, I still do believe in a lot of, of the teachings. I just don't agree with everything. Like, I don't think gays are going to go to hell. You know, there's things like that that uh, I don't agree with the Catholic Church. Yeah, like you're very liberal-minded. Like yeah. you think gays are gross, of course, but like not that they're going to go to hell, right? Uh, well, uh, <laughs> you're only gay if you open your eyes. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like you don't really care like what the Pope has to say about much, right? I mean, this new Pope who's a little more liberal now, you like him. I think he's, he's yeah. forward thinking. Yeah. yeah. But like essentially like the last couple of guys, if they say that like, you know, uh, you're not allowed to use birth control. Like you don't give a shit what the Pope says about like your lifestyle, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're pull. not going to change your lifestyle yeah, based not, on what the Pope says. Correct. I'm not going to pull and spray because he thinks that's that's <laughs> the right way to do it. Yeah. yeah you've been using a lot. I mean, yeah. for the number of times that you use the condom, you had to spend an extra day in hell, you know, like <laughs> yeah. you'd be there for a long time. Yeah. Right. And girlfriends on the pill and stuff. I know. Or, or the um, plan B. Uh-huh. Yeah. Also, what I like is, like, you and your brother now have, like, religious iconography tattoos, uh, which is great. Well, yeah. I, I started when I was in excellent shape. I was a male specimen is what I was <laughs> when I got this uh, huge Virgin Mary on my side. And I got it for specific reasons for me. I, I got it on my side. No one sees it. No one knows it's there. And it's all mine. My brother got, uh, what What did he get? The he, Brazilian Jesus. Yeah, the Brazilian Jesus on his arm, uh, whatever. The yeah. one with his arms stretched out that's on the top of uh, Rio or whatever. Rio de Janeiro okay. or something. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yes, we do. Yeah, so you got like a huge side tattoo of the Virgin. It's like, like a prison tat. Yeah. She's got her eyes closed. Beautiful. She's on your side, right? She was When, when, I, when I got her done, she looked like a very petite little woman. <laughs> now yeah. her right cheek is stretching out a little bit. <laughs> Ten years later, it's harder for me to get around. I can't walk as much. I can't work out as much. So she she does seem to have a, a small lump on the side of her cheek. She's got that thing where, like, the condition where, like, a half of your face gets paralyzed. And then you can't make facial expressions on the left side. There you go. Okay, but she's very close to, like, the center of your chest. And it's like, I understand you have a lot of love and respect for the virgin, but how many times have you gotten your disgusting baby batter on her face? <laughs> Come on, well, I'll cut all this out. Okay, when, I first, when I first got it done, yeah. I would only have sex with my wife beater on because I didn't, I'd feel bad or when I masturbated only with my wife beater on. Get the fuck uh, out of here. And you did this to yourself. Yeah, I know, but it was for... Because you don't want her myself. looking down at your girlfriend's vag as you're banging her, so you'd put on... A wife beater. <laughs> the fuck off me. Let me get this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes you've had to clean her off before, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I was I was in perfect shape when I got this tattoo. You see the picture. Yeah, maybe you, know? you should have gotten it on your back. I know that's what I'm thinking. And of. then your stupid brother Cisco has the big fucking Jesus. He has on one arm. He's got a portrait of his kids' faces, right? Right, right. Yes. Lovely, adorable kids who yes, he froze in time on his massive arm. Yeah. And then he's got the the Jesus stretching out. And then so the one caption that I came up with uh, for your brother's Jesus tattoo with his arm stretched out is uh, that Jesus is telling the story. One time I got tattooed on an arm this huge. <laughs> so, yeah, congratulations. You guys have gone from being uh, upstanding Mexican-Americans to being fucking beaners. Yeah, okay, yeah. congratulations. Thank you, thank, you, thank you for that. <laughs> I always I always tried to prove I was Mexican. But how odd was that, though, when I was younger? Like, I'd always walk around with my shirt off. I'd look half black, and I'd yeah. have a Virgin Mary tattooed down my side. How confusing was that for people? Yeah. Huh? And then do you still pray? Through this treatment that I just went through? Yeah, I, I did. I prayed. Oh, well, now I can't make fun of you. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Do you pray in Spanish? Yes. yes Shut up. Really? I, I say, watch. Yeah, what do you say? say? Pretend I'm God. Okay, okay ask no. me for stuff. I'll pray in Spanish, mm -hmm. and then if I throw out an Our Father, uh, I'll do it in English. Oh, you do it in English? Yeah, yeah. I actually found it when I w like reverted to Catholicism a little bit when I was like 20 or something. I found it weird to say the Our Father in English because I'm so used to doing it in Spanish that I would do it in Spanish. Yeah, I, I for whatever reason, felt more comfortable doing it in English. Nah, so what do you say? Oh, here, I'll be God. Si, mijo. <laughs> que quieres? I'll speak in Spanish, too. God okay, speaks in Spanish. Yeah, okay. Que quieres, mijo? Uh, no, I'm not playing your reindeer games. <laughs> You're doing great, Oz. You're doing great. Um, and so how does your MS play with like with your faith? You know, like, did you have like an angry at God kind of moments? And, you know, at what point are you now? Like, like, how does that kind of, you know, play in your head uh, in regards to your faith? Yeah, when I was younger, I definitely did have an anger at God. Um, I got diagnosed when I was 21. I was in the middle of this confirmation class that I decided to go and do myself when I was 21. Yeah, like you and I were both forced to do first communion, first confession, and then we were kids. And then thankfully, thank God, my uh, parents uh, gave me the choice about whether I wanted to do the confirmation. Yeah. I was like, no, I think I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you chose to do it. Yeah, I chose to do it. My parents didn't even bring it up. I don't even know what it was about, but I... Huh. I started to do it. My cousin Myra had some, some uh, she had something to do with it. She was able to put me in this class uh, for a few weeks, and then I get my confirmation, and I did it uh, for up until like the last two weeks. The last two weeks, I was, uh, I had these issues. I went to the doctor, and I found out I had MS, and then, uh, and that's when I was, just got really angry at God. And then you told me something about how you were tripping out when you got diagnosed with MS. What was that that you told me? I had told you, I had told you like all, at the time, all the factors were like you, you people are usually, uh, are usually white. They're female. They're from middle America at cold environments and they're, they're female. Yeah. Yeah. So I hit none of those markers Yeah. and yet I got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you I were was, an outlier statistically. And I, and I was, I, w I was, I was 21. Yeah. And I was Mexican. I, I was born and raised in. In the valley of San Fernando, and I was male. It's warm. Yeah. <laughs> and you were playing uh, drums yeah. for Five and Dime, Correct. you know, all throughout, you know, yeah. your early 20s and stuff. Yeah. You were a drummer. Yeah. And then so you started to notice uh, the symptoms of, like, your legs going numb and stuff? I, I started to notice, the first time I noticed I was recording the song, and my foot wouldn't, uh, on the kick drum, it wouldn't come down while we were recording the song. 
And then weeks later, uh, I did it again at band practice. My buddy Danny had told me, dude, you got to go check that out. So I went to the doctor, and then they sent me to another doctor. And then I finally got to neurologist. He's like, let's just do a uh, MRI and see if there's anything in there. And by the time I got back to work, that doctor called me, said there was white lesions, or there were lesions in the white matter of my brain. And it could be a mess, but it could be... Uh, uh, Lyme disease, but he wanted to do a uh, a spinal tap. Now they call it lumbar pu- lumbar punctures because mm. they don't want it to seem so invasive. But uh, they did a spinal tap when I back then. And the crazy thing is that my girlfriend at the time, her mom had MS, and the first time I had heard of MS is because of her mom. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. And so this is an autoimmune disease where your body basically starts attacking itself. It's my immune, my immune system attacks my, my, the myelin sheath in my uh, central nervous system because it thinks it's like a, uh, it's a foreign body. So it's attacking it, trying to get rid of it. And because it's attacking the myelin sheath, which is what surrounds my nerves and allows my nerves to conduct uh, uh, signals through them, uh, because it's attacking that, there's shortages, and that's why you start losing feeling, start losing abilities, and become disabled. And then I usually ask people what the best thing and the worst thing is about whatever they are. But with with this is like the only good thing, the parking. <laughs> you know, there's not a lot of best of. No, I, I feel like it's made me a more humble person. I feel it's made me appreciate more. And I know there, there are some some good things. You know, it slowed my life down for sure. Obviously, you are an active dude. Yeah, I was pretty active. I worked out a lot. I was jogging a lot. I was partying a lot too much but uh along with that came uh you know i was i didn't i wasn't so uh, uh i wasn't so, i just wasn't so respectful to the people that mattered the most to me uh-huh. yeah, i guess that's a good way of saying it. at the time of your diagnosis did you fully understand like what it was after a little bit of research and then also what your prognosis was and what you would look like 10 years from now they never gave me a prognosis when i went to get my mri done I'd left at lunch, I went, got it done, came back to work, had a call from my doctor, I heard the call, or I talked to my doctor, and I had asked him, the funny thing is, I had asked him beforehand about my blood type, for whatever reason I wanted to know my blood type, and so as he was telling me, he's like, okay, I got some uh, information I wanted to share with you, I'm like, okay, and I'm writing this down, this yellow legal pad, and he's like, okay, your blood types B positive, and so I write down B positive, and then the next thing he starts telling me is like, we found lesions in the white. Uh, and the entire time I'm scribbling over, I'm, I'm writing down uh, lesions in the white matter of my brain. But I keep going over B positive, B positive. And then I left work. I drove home. I remember being crying and thinking by the time I'm 30, I'm not going to be able to walk. And, uh, and just shit like, I, I understood the, the, uh, the gravity of the situation my, my, uh, my girlfriend's mom had at the time. But then, you know, that was all through my anger state, and I continued to be angry and, and whatever. And, and I feel like for the most part, I've worked through it. I mean, obviously, there's still things that, that get to me. But, uh, but yeah, I, I definitely did understand what it came with. And, and I, at, the, at, first, at first, I was like, fuck this. I'm not going to change my life at all for this. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. Smoking cigarettes. It's, yeah, I didn't smoke that much. But, but <laughs> what do you call it? But just Are you afraid of someone hearing that you smoked a lot stupid, after what we already talked about? Stupid things like that, and then, uh, and then you know, and then if you don't change for MS, MS will change you. You know, 
And so tell us a little bit now about what your situation is now and kind of like a day in your life and basically your your handicap, you know, kind of what your situation is. Uh, uh, for 10 years, I had a mess. It was no issue. And then probably about uh, three years ago, I started slowly getting disabled. My legs started fucking up. I had a surgery to help the... Uh, to help my legs loosen the surgery didn't I didn't bounce back from the surgery it just made me worse and then next thing you know uh, now I walk with uh, a walker or I have canes uh, sticks uh, mm-hmm. uh, forearm crutches I walk with or uh, I ride my scooter around a lot just because I get to places quicker and uh, you know my wife helps me with everything like your legs are fucked yeah yeah, you basically. <laughs> yeah, so, pretty yeah. much. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. And then so one one big step was when you finally got a, a scooter, one of those little rascals that people use. You know, normally fat old people uh, yeah. use them. Yeah, because they're too fat to walk. Uh-huh. Yeah, those <laughs> fat motherfuckers. Yeah, my work actually bought it for me. Like uh, fifty five people at my work bought me my my scooter. Yeah, big ups to all your yeah. uh, fellow employees. Yeah, Penny, they Penny Mac Loan Services. What up? Yeah. And so you got the you can drive. Yeah, yeah, I just got, I, I before that I could drive, but it was really shaky just because I'd have to move my foot back and forth with my hand, and my wife didn't like it, so I ended up getting, uh, uh, what do you call it, manual controls, hand controls, mm-hmm. and so now I drive with my hands. And so tell me a little bit, like, what's, what's the worst part of, like, going through just kind of your day, and then also in our society, you know, having to be... Uh, I'm like trying to tiptoe around the word saying handicapped, yeah. but you're handicapped, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. But I mean, also uh, one thing that you could appreciate, I think, is like the day and age that we are. Like it's the best time now ever to be all kinds of things, right? Gay, yeah, yeah. black, you know, like <laughs> everything. Uh, and yeah. handicap is one of those things because there's people like a couple decades ago that had to deal with a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of stairs, you know, before the Americans with Disabilities Act. Well, you know, New York, so they have buildings where there's no like Pat owns a... A place out in New York, I can never go there because he's got a billion stairs to get up there, and oh, there's no, no there's no uh, elevator. The the uh, city or I don't know what ordinance is, but they can't put an elevator in that building. Oh, your friend Pat, yeah, yeah, yeah. what a fucking dick! Yeah. I can't believe it. I'm a fucking he's, ass. He's Jew to keep you out. Oh, he's clearly, of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, being handicapped sucks. I uh, I get I couldn't do it without my wife, the love of my life. She helps me out with everything. I mean, the most emasculating things. She'll pull my scooter up for me she'll you know drive it up to the door for me she does everything for me i mean i don't know yeah it's it's, it's mask, humbling yeah. and humiliating definitely yeah because you've like pissed on yourself right like there's times <laughs> when you haven't been able to get to the bathroom right yeah yeah usually i've pissed on myself when i when i <laughs> when i'm uh, sick when i get sick my legs work even less than what they already work, so it's hard for me to do anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I've, I've definitely pissed on myself before. I used to piss on myself because I was too drunk to get to the bathroom. Yeah. Now I do it because I'm too sick and my legs won't work. So now I have a pee bucket. I have pee buckets in my car, in my bedroom. I, I have it now yeah, on my yeah. scooter. You don't have to point at it. I see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking A, dude. Yeah. It's not rock and roll having a pee no. bucket. Yeah. Also, you had to taper down your, your partying. Like, you drank a lot. Yeah. You love yourself some Coors Light. We raged, man. We yeah, fucking, we it was great, dude. We did. But <laughs> So I, I've, 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 slow, I've definitely slowed that down, rightfully so. You know, I mean, I got kids. I got to check my health. Um, yeah, yeah. But, but when you drink, you notice it got worse. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's why, I mean, I was drinking a lot. And then I, that Nicole got, uh, had a, my wife. Had a coming to Jesus moment with me, and I slowed down. And uh, yeah, so I've slowed down, and I've 
gone the, the natural pathway and I was hoping it helped me more than what it did. I think it helped me a little bit, but then I just did a treatment and that uh, I hope to uh, for it to help me a whole lot more in the near future. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, because that is one of the things like not so unique to just like being a Mexican man, you know, but that is kind of a thing. I mean, just Mexicans, just another one of the many cultures that have some, you know, a lot of pride, yeah. you know, and then you also like your family specifically. Uh, you guys have a big pride thing, you know, you don't like people to airing out your dirty laundry and shit. You guys. Uh, Oh, the Ramirez are, are real good about that. Yeah, yeah. You guys say everything. Yeah. I'm I'm a much more modern, sensitive man uh, than you. Uh, <laughs> but you have um, just you know you have a high pride level, right? And yeah. and so th- has that been one of a really hard thing for you to no, to not, get over? I don't think not anymore. Not anymore. I think that's been out the window for a while now. But I th- I'm sure it was at first, but not not now. Because you kind of would hide it a little bit, right? Like there was a long time when you didn't want people to know yeah. that you had MS, yeah, yeah. and then and you because you couldn't uh, tell because you couldn't tell I had uh, MS until you started to walk weird, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then even then you would like you didn't want people to know. You would kind of did you ever like lie about I would, it? Or, like, I would walk. I like I would walk like a ball player. Like uh, like I played basketball because I'm so tall. Uh-huh. I would I would have a limp and I would purposely. Uh, uh, accentuate that limp to make it seem as if it was a basketball limp uh-huh yeah. meanwhile you're terrible at basketball yeah, yeah, you yeah. have you shoot but like no a girl no offense knows. no one yeah knows. but you're I tall tell, and look black yeah, yeah 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 i tell people i used to dunk no one's gonna ask me to dunk <laughs> yeah, who the fuck is gonna ask me to dunk now <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah here let me park my scooter and <laughs> yeah, i'll dunk it for yeah. you yeah uh, <laughs> And then I guess I mean, let's go to like the lowest of the low before we try to pick it up, you know. But like, do you do you feel sorry for yourself? Like, are you are you pissed? You know, like, where do, where are you now with your faith thing? Like, you know, because I think you should still be mad at God. Okay, <laughs> don't let go of that shit. I, I, he did this to you, Ozzy. I, uh, I think I, I think like I said at first when I was first diagnosed, I was real upset. Uh, my early twenties, mid twenties, I was still really upset. Uh, I've come to a conclusion where like. You know, there's people that have it way worse off than me, like as far as kids being bored with AIDS or cancer or, or several things. And, and I have it bad, but, you know, every like Bob Marley says, every man feels like his burden is the heaviest. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm right with it, but I'm also like I've recently taken this approach from, from being like that to not being like, oh, oh well, let it be what's going to be is let it be. Like there's some proactiveness I, I need to take in in uh in hope, hoping to improve myself you know hoping to to make best of a bad situation i guess mm-hmm. and tell me about some of the the shittiness about having two young daughters you know they're young enough and are they pretty understanding where they just kind of see like this is daddy's thing and they're like uh advocates for you and they're they're pretty supportive and understanding overall yeah definitely definitely that's good man that's that's one of the things like when I what I see, uh, that bums me out the most. You know, like, fuck. <laughs> um, to think of when uh, the way that I play with my sons, and that just rolling around on the ground, you know, and uh, and that you don't have that, that that fucking bums me out, you know. And I don't know if that's supposed to make you feel better. <laughs> Definitely not. But <laughs> I was, you know, I feel really sorry for you. There's that. <laughs> Luckily, I have girls, and and there's obvious ways that I don't play with them, or I wouldn't play with them because they're girls. But like, I'll cuddle with them, or um, um. yeah. 
And so you think of like ways that you can be active with them in other ways and stuff. And that's probably a challenge too, you know, like, have you thought about how you're gonna, you know, compensate in other ways with them, you know? So like, I'll, I'll, uh, <coughs> before we moved here, I'll like, uh, take them out on bike rides. I'll ride my scooter and they'll ride their bike. Oh, hi, yeah. So we'll go around <laughs> the bike. <laughs> like that. Make sure you read them a lot of stories yeah, and stuff, right. you know? But, I mean, uh, I mean, or like play Angry Birds with them on their iPad <laughs> that they both have, right? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, man, I mean, yeah, they understand. Yeah. And so now, okay, we could start to <laughs> make this a little bit hopeful, which is actually good. And, and because this very weekend that I'm visiting LA, uh, you just finished a new treatment, um, which you've tried different things. Uh, like you have uh, you have a thing inside of you, a device inside of you that's connected to your uh, to your spine, right? And yeah, it's it's a baclofen pump. It it pumps in a, a muscle relaxer into my spine to loosen my legs, which really just kind of fucked me. Or uh, it 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 sped up the process of my disability because I never bounced back from that surgery. Oh no, shit, really? Yeah, yeah. Fuck. I feel anyways. Right, but I mean the technology was super cool in that it's this pump inside of you and it's putting a muscle relaxer directly into your spine and they would program it. It could be programmed so that the doctor would like wave an electronic wand over it like a garage entrance thing and it would change the amount that they yeah. were that would be put into your spine. Or like even the, the lapse, like the time, like from 8 to 3 it'll uh-huh. emit this much and then from... You know, from three to whatever, seven, I'll admit this much or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. But which is such a cool technology. Like there was this thing, but it, it didn't work well, right? No, no. I wish I never got it. Ah, oh, fuck. That's yeah, a, is yeah. the thing still in you? Still in me. Yeah. What? Are they going to take it out? No, eventually they have to take it out because it dies seven years. But oh. I'm nervous about doing that because that's more trauma to my body. and A surgery. Yeah. yeah it'd be, it'd be uh-huh. another surgery. Uh-huh. Yeah. But now, most recently, you've just finished up a week-long treatment that is actually more promising. Yeah. Uh, tell us about that. It's uh, it's a drug called Lemtrada. It used to be on the market for cancer cancer patients, and they I, for, I guess they somehow modified it or found that it was good for MS patients. It's uh, just was FDA approved in November of 2014. Uh, everything that I've read, you know, there's obviously major side effects with it. But everything I've read from people that have had it are people that are actually able to get more mobility back. And if anything, worse, you know, from how I understand, uh, the worst is that it stops the progression. At best, it actually gives me some improvement back, some motion, some, uh, some uh, you know, there's people that I've read on Facebook on Lemtrada uh, for MS or something like that on Facebook. And my wife showed it to me that after like a few weeks of of the infusion they're able to get out of their wheelchair and take a shower and and one guy walked with a walker 100 percent of the time after 18 weeks he was able to no longer use a walker use a cane his balance is still messed up but he's still able to get around and so that's what i'm hoping for i'm hoping for some benefit like that so i can i can you know play and tussle with my girls and not just cuddle with them and ride uh, my scooter on the block with them you know that's fucking awesome, man. So it has been being used for MS for a little while. For oh, just uh, just a few months. Uh, you know, it was trials before FDA approved it, and then the beginning of this year, it, was, it started being used. That's was, fucking awesome, man. Yeah, I was one of the first people, uh, the sixth person at USC to get it. No shit. Yeah. So I'm, uh, it's fairly new, you know, but I'm definitely looking forward to uh, hoping, hopefully, getting some benefits out of it. 
That's fucking great, man. God bless science, huh? <laughs> Remember, don't thank the Virgin Mary if things go yeah. well, okay? Thank the doctors, okay? Yeah, yeah. And the Virgin Mary. I, I'll, yes. I'll thank the doctors who put that baclofen pump in me, too, and, and oh. uh, fucked me up a little more. That's God's fault, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As an atheist, you know, people have asked me, you know, like, what would you tell, like, parents whose, like, child dies or something, something terrible and that, you know, that the what, that their kid isn't in heaven, you know, and it's just in a hole in the ground, you know, like, what would you say to uh, parents whose kid just died, you know? And I was like, well, that would, you know, that would be a shitty situation. <laughs> but in situations like that, it's like, uh, do you believe in a God? Uh, yes. And your kid is in heaven, you know, and it's a little <laughs> angel flying around. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. You know, and, yeah. uh, so yes, Ozzy, there's a God yeah. and he's anything sure. good that happens to you is sure. thanks to him. He's Thank lovely. Thank you. You know, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You know, um, whatever makes you feel better. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I, I, I'm looking forward to streaming. I just got off the stream and the streaming like, uh, you know, it definitely fucked me for five days. I had to get infused for 10 hours and and it what it does, it kills my immune system. And it's uh, from what I've read, it's kind of like a reset button for my immune system. So my immune system will continue to die off throughout the weeks. But um, once it rebuilds and once I have stem cells, you know, the hope is that it will then regenerate some of the nerves that I've lost and therefore make things easier for me, make me less disabled. That's fucking great, man. Yeah. Well, in this case, I'm praying now, okay? I'll start <laughs> praying for you, okay? Yeah. I don't think God's going to listen to me, though, but... <laughs> I wouldn't either. <laughs> <laughs> well, Oz, I'm so glad that there is this optimism now and this this hope for this uh, new treatment to to do you good, man. It's It's been... Uh, hard for me seeing you go for all, all of our family, you know, like we talk about you behind your back all the time, you know, <laughs> and it's really hard for us to, to, to see this, you know, and, and seeing such a young guy, good looking guy, promising life and everything, you know, uh, to go through this, man. It's been super hard. And uh, you're you're one of my favorite people on the planet, man. And uh, I can't even look you in the eye while I talk to you. But like, I love you more than I love my iPod. And I love my iPod a lot, you know, Um <laughs> I hate that, like, to think of this, if it continues to deteriorate, like the worst case scenario, that I would hope that you get hit by a truck, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> but hopefully uh, this will be promising, man, and, and be good, dude. And I, I can't wait to uh, fucking bury you as, a, as an old man, you know? Yeah, I, I, have, a, I have a good outlook on this, and, and I'm, I'm... If you cry, that'll really <laughs> help me download this. And I'm looking forward to seeing what this does. And I'm really, I, you know, it's my set of mind is positive and I'm optimistic. That's great, man. Well, I fucking love you, bro. Thanks so much for doing this, man. Uh, I know you were a little hesitant and I'm going to chop the shit out of this episode <laughs> and make you sound like an asshole. Because you're an asshole. <laughs> so thanks, Oz, man. I know this yeah. is a big thing to share, you know, and uh, I hope uh, people enjoy it and get to hear uh, a day in the life of, uh, of the Ozmeister. Uh, I love you, bro. Thanks so much, man. I love you too, man. So say goodbye to the uh, people of the Intertron. Goodbye, guys. And uh, <laughs> and and go back and listen to my ex-girlfriend's episode and listen to her lies. <laughs> <laughs> These two are in their fucking 30s and they're still trying to get the story straight of who did what. <laughs> right on, you guys. Well, that was another episode, a very special episode of the Intelligently Resigned Show. I hope you guys dug it. Go ahead and give me some feedback on the Twitter machine. I am at I Resigned Show. And uh, let me know what you thought. Uh, let me know if there's something you want me to ask Ozzy uh, for a follow-up or anything. 
and you know really be the first person to ask me something on Twitter okay you can be the first okay <laughs> congratulations to you so thanks so much you guys until next time I guess just go and try and enjoy the rest of your freaking lives you animals I will talk at you later see ya You're only gay if you open your eyes. You know what I mean? What a fucking dick. I can't believe that. That was fucking awesome. He's, he's cute. And so I would jack off a lot and I would take a lot of showers because I was playing drums and that was my story.